Hello, it's your pal Wenchogastoticus bringing you The Bar is Low. Every episode we discuss a collection of fan fictions or single fic, and these can be either good, bad, or anything in between, but mostly they're bad. Today we're going to be discussing a series of one-shots that are all grouped as one fic. I thought it was pretty damn entertaining. While the quality does vary, I would overall rate this as good-bad fanfiction. Let's get started. This is another Avatar fanfiction, and it's based around odd pairings. And this is why it's called Forbidden Desires, because they're all very strange relationships that you wouldn't typically imagine. Though the quality does varying, they do tend to be pretty amusing, and the characters scream oh fuck a lot during sex. I just thought I'd mention that right now. The point of this is just smut, basically, but between, you know, people you wouldn't really expect to be having sex with each other for the most part. The writing style, it's it's alright. The author doesn't go into much detail about the sexual acts, even though that is kind of the point of this, which I'm I'm kind of thankful for that. Like, kind of shortens the ordeal. It's like a low commitment thing. If you don't like a pairing, you can just skip to the next chapter. Let's start with chapter one. You have to take this chapter by chapter because these are all pretty much independent of each other. The first chapter starts with Azula and Suki. Basically, that girl goes hard in her seduction schemes. What happens is that it's after the war and, you know, Sokka's been away for a while for some reason. Um, So leaving... Suki all alone to watch after this insane person who's sexy. Gee, I wonder how that will go down. Azula goes really hard, tries to seduce her, and this there's she has some killer lines in this in this fix, so I'm just gonna say one now that she says to her. I imagine your fingers were a much better boyfriend than him. Hello, I just witnessed a fucking murder. To which Suki responds, Don't imagine that. And then the response to that is why the hell shouldn't I? I just imagine her making the Lenny face and thinking, I'm gonna think about you flicking your bean if I damn well want to. So naturally, uh, she does end up seducing her because who wouldn't be seduced? I mean, really. We're gonna talk about some body part euphemisms because they're some of my favorites. It's just straight out. There's a classic one, orbs. I love orbs. I think they're the height of comedy. Normally they're used to refer to eyes, but here they refer to titties. Also love button, clitoris. So another thing that I think is really funny about the sex scene, one like another little detail that stands out to me is that she has a gold dildo. Like, why is it golden? Is this what happens when you're royalty? Is it literally made of gold? Is that even a good material to make a dildo from? So, I mean, gold isn't the hardest of metals, but I still imagine that it would hurt, and uh, I don't know if that would be very sanitary either. But either way, I kind of like this one. I, I support Azula seducing people. The next one is darker. Um, It's just called the Dungeon Master, and you can imagine it gets kinky, and it, it's... It's just straight up rape, pretty much. It's, I don't know why people write about rape, man. It's just not cool. The premise of this, after the failed invasion on the Day of Black Sun, Ozai is trying to get information out of Hakoda, and, you know, eventually he has to resort to the sex dungeon. So I, I feel like I shouldn't be surprised that he has a sex dungeon, but I am a little bit, honestly. 
because you know he seems more hellbound on world domination than just sexual domination but he's got quite the setup going here there's a table with leather covering you know leather is very kinky of course he has whip he has a gag and he has a golden toy which he uses to shove up his ass again with the gold i guess this is just a royalty thing no surprise but he is a sadist i know normally we talk about sadism it's in a way that's just like general pleasure. It's not normally in a sexual way, but this is definitely in a kinky way. He gets a boner from like whipping Hakoda. There's a few lines that are awful, but <laughs> I'm gonna read them <laughs> because they're just the, the kinkiness. I've decided to use a different way of getting you to scream. You know who's screaming here? I'm screaming. And then just, you've been very bad. I'm fucking dying here. If only they said you've been very naughty. So I, I want to talk about the comment uh, on this chapter, which just says, this is hot. So uh, it's literally rape, you piece of shit, okay? I mean, there are a few lines that I want to laugh at, but it's still rape. So can you not? I know you probably want some hot yaoi action between, you know, these two dilfs, but just go reevaluate your life because I don't think you want people jacking off to it when you get raped and just take a break from the internet. Think about what you've said. Think about if that's appropriate and think about if you want that. Honestly, I'm really disappointed that the only content for this pairing is rapey stuff, barring one really wholesome one that I read that sold me on it, basically. I kind of like this pairing, honestly. I know that's kind of weird, or at least the concept of this pairing, whether you would ship it in a typical shipping sort of way, in a romantic way, or in a platonic way, I think that would actually be more appropriate. I like to see some content of that. These two are really counterparts to each other. I would be interested in what you could do with them and what interactions you could have between them, but no, you just had to write about rape. And then they end the chapter basically by saying that Hakoda's gonna be a sex slave from then on, and I'm disappointed in people who write about rape because it's hot. And I'm disappointed that rape is a thing, and I'm disappointed in humanity, and you get the point. Chapter 3 also involves Dakota. This one is, like, weirdly pure. So, uh, this is an after-the-war one. Uh, he wants to give Azula a positive father figure because, and he just straight up says, because her father was terrible. And, like, you know, you can't argue with that, but I just find the bluntness of the statement amusing. But if you do assume that this happened in the same AU as the last chapter, his statement is 100% justified and backed up with personal experience. And I imagine this would also be pretty nice revenge for him. Like, hey, you may have tortured me, but your daughter wants my dick and I fucked your daughter. So they do end up forming a good relationship. There are some things that should not turn into sex, but uh, this turns into sex. He takes her to the South Pole, and she eventually she just walks in on him taking a bath and just gets in with him with absolutely no invitation whatsoever. And things go from there, as one would imagine. And he has qualms about screwing someone who's his daughter's age, which is more than I can say for a lot of other stuff that I've read. And this introduces <laughs> the thing where everyone has a nine-inch dink. Well, except for Aang, who has a 10-inch dink, apparently. So, so she has another great line here. Um, Little Chief wants to play in reference to his dick. Um, I also want to mention that they used a condom here. Yay, good job. The bar is low. This is why this is called the bar is low, because people don't usually use condoms and fix, and it's a very basic thing about sex. Uh, she also has another killer line at the end of this. Uh, after they have sex, he says but I wanted to be a mentor to you, more like a father figure. And Twitcher reply is, 
I'd much rather have you be my daddy. And that kind of makes me okay with this pairing, honestly. <laughs> Even though it's, you know, a weird age gap. But it's, <laughs> it's fucking funny. The fourth chapter involves Aang being too pure for this world. The poor baby doesn't know what sex is, or that he had a wet dream. So he has to have Sokka explain this to him. And as you would imagine, things do happen from there. So <laughs> there's some nice body part euphemisms here. He keeps calling a dick a trouser snake. I approve. And also, we just don't get enough vagina euphemisms in general. Uh, but this one has a nice one, honeypot. I think I'm going to start using that. So he teaches him how to masturbate, so he'll stop coming in his sleep. But instead of rubbing his own dick, Aang starts rubbing his dick because he still doesn't understand anything and he's so little. And Sokka's kind of freaked out by this, but he gives in. After that, um, there's some couple other scenes. I feel like he kind of takes advantage of the kid and he's just like, hey, uh, you know what's better than getting a hand job? Getting a blow job. Can you suck my dick? The lessons do continue from there and they have anal sex because it's fun for both of them. This one I do think is kind of funny and I like it for that. This next one is called Zuko's Mom Has Got It Going On. It's a modern AU, and uh, there's I don't think there's really much I can say about this other than she hires Sokka to do some chores around the house, and, you know, things happen. They just start banging, basically. There's not even that much leading into it. They go at it for quote-unquote hours in various locations around the living room. <laughs> they, it seems like they do actually have a real relationship kind of outside of just hooking up. The reason they give for Sokka not going after Azula is that they, they say that she's probably a lesbian and she's probably fucking Tylee. So I do also want to say that all the non-incestuous parent-child ships are represented in this, uh, by which I mean Hokoda, Azula, Katara, Ozai, and this one, Sokka, Ursa. Well, all the possible ones anyways. I don't want to read about Zuko fucking a decayed corpse, but maybe some of y'all kinky-ass motherfuckers do. Either way, that is not a ship that's represented in this. But that brings us to the next chapter. So uh, this is a pairing that I've spent way too much time talking about, and it really just brings me immense pain. This is uh, Katara Ozai one. Uh, they just sort of, they just sort of start having sex. Uh, there's not really much to say about this one either. It's during the failed invasion again. She just reaches him in his bunker. He's just standing there with no shirt on. And then <laughs> right away, things get kinky. And he's just like, oh, hello there. She's like, I'm going to stop you. And he's just like, you? What are you going to do, little girl? <laughs> and <laughs> I know that you could totally call someone a little girl in a not daddy kink way. But this is definitely in a daddy kink way. It's definitely sexual. <laughs> um, they just sort of start screwing. And, uh, this one is pretty rapey, but she ends up going along with it and enjoying herself. So I, I guess it's okay if you ignore the implications of this pairing and how fucked up it is. Though he probably would have just had sex with her anyways, even if she hadn't wanted it. There is a line in here. Agni gave you a big mouth just for this. <laughs> And, of course, that is talking about a blowjob. The next one is another one about Aang, and he is not pure here. A few years after the war, his solution to stop Azula from being crazy is basically just to have her bottom for him. He says that her problems result from her never having been under anyone else's control, but that's not true, because her father, you know, 
basically this just goes like he has his little introductory monologue and then he just says you will submit to me and then starts spanking her uh she actually enjoys this i guess she's okay with servicing him because he took down her previous master which i i just said that she actually has been under someone else's control and the it kind of contradicts itself here. This is also where we get an upgrade from 9 to 10 inches on that dick. Imagine a 10-inch dick for a moment. It's almost a foot long. That's like, stops being sexy at a certain point and it starts being freaky. And you're just like, I want to get away from that. I don't, I don't think I can be, handle being fucked by that. So like, at a certain point, just tone it down. Um, but yeah, 10 inches. 10-inch dick. This next one is uh, another post-war one. Um, There is, like, a Zutara premise here, which, I mean, I guess that could be... I could see how that would be a forbidden relationship, but that's not the main point of this. It's This is an incest one, and I, I really hate incest ones. I hate them uh, almost as much as I hate rape ones, and oftentimes they're even two-in-one. You get incestuous rape but this is not rape fortunately azul is basically like oh i see you got a new girlfriend brother but what if she knew that i fucked you first and then they proceed to have hate sex she's just taunting him the whole time while he like just has a go at her and she's just lying there like fuck me like a man not a little boy and it's just another one of her murderous lines. This chapter also starts off with by saying uh, that she's stolen the innocence of countless maidens, and I think I'd rather read about that instead of this incest. Can we have that story? I'll, I'll pay you. Okay, I won't pay you, but like I'd rather read about that. That's what I'm saying. There's one more, and I like to call this one Dad, I'm a Failure. So this one's actually about Ozai and, and his dad, they they don't fuck just just uh so you know it's not that messed up um but basically he walks in on his dad screwing to pose and just to like deliver the news oh we failed our on our raid on the water tribe or something like that and he, when he knocks this his dad's just like oh it's me idiot yes fucking leave me alone and when he walks in he just is distracted by some titties he's just like oh hubba da, hubba da. and then it's just like hey uh over here i don't think you should be looking at these hoes you're here to tell me that I, you're a failure right so yeah he seems very excited to announce his failures to the one person he should be most afraid of failing poor humiliated child but mostly poor ursa because uh Azula then proceeds to lay claim to her in front of everyone and she's already terrified of him but then he makes her fuck him that's just awkward for everyone involved. And this is one quote. He knew just how to get a bitch wet. And that was exactly what he did. Even though she doesn't really want to fuck him. And the end makes me definitely want to die. But it's also funny. It like flashes forward to like six weeks later. And it's like, oh shit, she's pregnant. And that child was Mark Hamill. So that's really the fic. Um, it's, an, it's an entertaining read. Pretty low commitment. If you don't like a pairing or a situation, you can just skip to a different chapter and it's written decently the author isn't very fond of detail and i think that works to this fix advantage there are some weird tense changes and there are lots of paragraph breaks it could have been rapier than it was which so it's good they avoided that for the most part the bar is low it has some amusing moments and lines i like azula's lines she's like 
murders everyone she sees with just her words. I like this one, kind of. This was a review of Forbidden Desires by Dickard23, and I'm your pal Wenchikistotikis. This is The Bar's Low. Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today.